Yeah, good morning, everyone. Summer breakfast on SEN. Great to have your company wherever you're tuned in on 11.70am in Sydney, 801 I am on the sunny coast, 1575 AM Illawarra, 90.3 FM in Griffith, 1323 Canberra, and of course via the SEN app. And a great morning, hopefully, for our friends in Queensland, north of the Tweed, tuning in in Brisbane on SEN Q693, 1620 on the Goldie and through the SEN track network. With us for the first hour before we hand over the reins to Patton Heels. I'm Julian King. It is the missile. Jay's Magnuson, my co-pilot today. We'd love for you to join in on the program, 1300 01 1170. And the text line... 0457 736 736. Ryan James, uh, he's decided to chuck the boots on one last time. He's going to join us today on the show from Indigenous All-Stars Camp. And Vossi as well. You know what? I always thought, if he's not on till Monday, why are we talking to Vossi? This is our show. Missile, good morning. Good morning, Jules. Good day to be a dark. Absolutely P-I-double-S-ing out there today. Yeah, I got a light dusting on the drive in to Dusting? Work oh, Bondi's more than a dusting this morning. Hammering, smokes. Hey? Yeah, hammering. Straight off the ocean, must you be. You saw an arc just sort of float past, really. Yeah, wild weather around by the looks. A few SES call-outs. Uh, the other week, did you see in Port Macquarie they had like a mini cyclone? No, because I'm not from there, I don't pay much attention to the news. <laughs> What's the first time getting, it's been on the national news in pings on your probably ping. a decade? There's something, there's a doings transpiring in Port Macquarie. James to the rescue. Oh, retirees oh. everywhere in Port Macquarie struggling. That is true. The roundabouts were extra difficult that day. You know, years ago, it would have been probably, oh, actually before my son was born, maybe 11 years ago, my wife and I had a, a week away in Port Macquarie. Mm. And the joint we stayed, I can't remember, but I reckon I get calls from them twice a year. And say, hey, we noticed you stayed with us back in, you know, 1974 or something. Um, we've got a great offer. Would you just say, please, please come back? Who are you? Sorry. Yeah. Uh, I might go back, though. Yeah, it's back. worth it. It's worth it. Yeah. So if you are driving on the roads this morning, please stay safe. I know you're pumped for rugby league action tonight, the start of this preseason challenge. You've been crunching the numbers, seeing where the points can come from for the Bulldogs with all these bonus points with try assists and, and the rest of it. And you mentioned on this very program last week, Jay's Magnuson, how much you were eagerly anticipating this clash between the Tigers and the Warriors. <laughs> you've done your homework. You've done the form. We'll speak to Shawnee Omarod. Uh, he'll have all the numbers for us. Uh, this is going to be huge. Yeah, I think my quote was blockbuster. Uh, look, the reason this is a blockbuster, though, uh, Jules, this may be the only competition these two teams have any chance of winning, which is the preseason challenge. $100,000 on the line, probably enough to cover the salaries of the entire squads of each team. Mm. So uh, it's a big game for these two. <laughs> oh, you reckon 100000 Okay. Uh, having a look at this, right? So, I mean, just a few... Well-known names and a few less well-known names. Charlie Staines is going to play fullback for the Tigers. I'm uh, hearing that he may be their option for the full season. Ahead of Dane Laurie. Yeah, that's yeah, what I've been yeah. hearing. I'd be picking Laurie at one and, and Staines on the wing, personally. But I'm not Tim Sheens. Yeah. And apparently he knows a bit about footy, Tim Sheens. Tommy Talao's a good player. Yep. He's going to be picked in the centres. Uh, Brandon Wakeham. Mm. Now, if you're playing blokes that were Bulldogs rejects, um, <laughs> you're thinking they're not really a chance of the top eight. Well, it's, it's going to be an interesting weekend. Like, I've seen the lineups for, for most of the teams. This preseason challenge obviously not being taken too seriously, Jules, because there's not a lot of first graders running out for most sides this weekend. Probably Actually, the, your, your doggies are named a pretty handy lineup. Yeah, I think some of those teams that are towards the bottom of the ladder and have gone heavier on recruitment in the off-season need a bit of a hit out and need to work on a few combinations. Uh, very exciting to see Josh Reynolds back in the fold. He was named in the top 30. I love him. 
I can't understand. There's so much, uh, and even in Bulldogs pages, you know how when you support a team, you get in the, the forums yeah, and the chat groups. With do, you, the, do you jump on the forum under some kind of pseudonym? Well, no, it's it's Facebook, so it's my it's my actual name. But I just yeah, right. don't I don't leave comments or anything like no, that. No, I no. just read. I like to see what the rhetoric is around mm. those those chat groups. And there was a lot of hate saying, "Oh, he's got penalties in him. He's uh, he's past it. He's he gets injured. He's got penalties in him." And he I was wouldn't like, be the only "You one. just don't. Get, if you don't think Josh Reynolds in the top thirty is a good thing for the Bulldogs, they're trying to get an identity back. They're trying to build their culture. 100%. If you don't think Josh Reynolds is a good signing in that top thirty, you do not understand the Bulldogs. Well, you back Serraldo's judgment, and, and Reynolds thought I'll probably have to play a few trials to see if I'll get picked. And before that, Serraldo said, no, you're in the top thirty. Yeah, he, he's the ultimate hype man. As they are rebuilding their club, I'd imagine your dogs fans in your various forums are reasonably confident about this season." Pretty confident. Uh, there's always some negative Nancys saying, you know, oh, it's unproven. We don't have the four pack, this, that, and the other. But the overall thing that we've got this year as Bulldogs fans that we haven't had in probably a decade is hope. Mm. <laughs> there's a there's a glimmering part, a bit of hope that we could make the finals this year. Uh, we've got the coach. We've got the administration. We've got probably three quarters of the spine figured out. Um, I, I'm I'm hopeful. Yeah, but yeah, it's it's interesting to see some of the hate around on uh, Josh Reynolds. I, I think it's unfounded, and I'm actually excited. I think he, I think he'll play some first grade this year, particularly when Burton goes into Origin camp. Maybe. Well, hope was it Morgan Freeman? Is it hope is a is a dangerous word? Is very. Da- are, you, are, are you reckon you're okay? Let me ask you this earlier. Do you reckon you'll make the eight? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Can I throw that one back at you as a Dragons fan? Please. <laughs> Do you think you'll make the eight? No. <laughs> uh, anyway, I know you've been li- – uh, actually, I'll tell you what, the one I'll be looking forward to watch tonight, and I'll see how much I can watch you know, with the kids, and obviously Breakfast Radio will probably be passed out. Uh, Stefano Yotokimanu, um, high-profile recruit that the mm. Tigers Security Services from the Eels, highly regarded, um, sort of flown under the radar with his injury problems, but he you know, adds some starch to that forward pack, and it's shaping up to be a pretty decent pack. For the Tigers, uh, the thing about it is, NRL stars. This is from the City Morning Herald. Have threatened to delay the kickoff to pre-season matches, and I heard Lieutenant Dan talk about this. Cover NRL logos on jerseys and refuse to do any media if head office does not meet a Thursday deadline for three key conditions in the long-running dispute over paying conditions. So the Players Association said it will hijack the summer tournament. Ooh. Unless agreement is reached <laughs> on a salary cap for the women's game and other non-financial issues in the NRLW. And they also want the right to distribute NRL funding for player-related programs covering issues such as hardship and welfare, which it says is worth about $90 million over five years. So they sent a message to the players yesterday. This is the Rugby League Players Association, basically outlining the actions it was planning for this weekend if there wasn't a breakthrough in the stated parts of the long-running collective bargaining agreement negotiation. So they will play, but if something isn't, Agreed to by close of business today, because that seems to be the ultimatum, the cutoff. Uh, Tigers v Warriors may be running out tonight, uh, covering the NRL logos and refusing to do any media. It's getting interesting, Jules. It's getting close to the season. Could you see them boycotting no. actual fixtures? No. They won't get paid. Yeah. And, and Webby, I don't know if you caught this yesterday. Webby was back on with Matty White, and he said he spoke to one of the players and said, oh, strike action, you know you don't get paid. He thought, what? I don't think they fully comprehend the nature of mm. They're sticking solid. That, that's fair enough. Well, we have to yeah. do it. You know, United front and the rest of it. But mm. do they understand the nuances and the ramifications of strike action? Right? Because the bottom line is this is – effectively, it's a PR battle, right? You've got to try and win over public opinion. If you decide not to play football, 
Who do you think the fans are going to side with here? Yeah. yeah. It's an interesting one, Jules, because there's uh, obviously plenty in the media who uh, make their bread and butter off the NRL and need Peter Volandis on side, right, if they, if they want to keep, uh, keep their job in the game. I can't understand from the NRL's perspective. Are they sitting there going, we don't think player welfare after retirement is important? We don't place the same importance on the women's game? Like what's – I side so purely with the players here and the narrative that keeps coming out, they're greedy, they want more. Well, actually, they've been offered less of a percentage of the, the revenue than they had previously. So greed doesn't come into it. Is it more money? Yes. Is there more money in the game? Yes. Did the players sacrifice during COVID? Yes. Did the administration sacrifice during COVID? Not so sure. Uh, I can't understand what the alternate argument is. We don't think players deserve to have their injuries paid for. We don't think the women's game, you know, needs needs the same funding. Like, how is that not a PR nightmare for the NRL? But that, but that doesn't seem to be covered. But the messaging has been poor. Remember we spoke to Wade Graham on when I was filling in on, on Breck with Michael Karianis a few weeks ago. I said, what are some of the concerns? He goes, oh, he said, oh, there's too many to mention. The transfer window's one. I said, mate, you've got to do better than that. You've got to do better than that. And if they'd framed it around uh, the CBA with regards to the women, I don't see, as you said, why people wouldn't take the player's side. But anyway, Isaiah Yo, the Panthers captain, had this to say regarding this weekend. I feel like we've given them a chance now to the end of Thursday, um, that working business day, and then um, if we have to sort of um, yeah, have to take more action as a group, then we'll do that. If things keep breaking down like they are and we don't get resolutions, that's that's obviously the absolute extreme. It's obviously been things down the track that there's been little breakdowns in trust, and it's obviously yeah, creating a little bit of tension between the group. It feels like some parts of the media are really pushing the NRL's case and we're, we're saying we're greedy. Well, it's, it's simply not the case. We're trying to look after each other. There you go. They're trying to look after it. He's pretty articulate. Man is Isaiah. Mm. So we'll see what happens. Uh, either way, we're going to get some footy. We just may not have the NRL logos. Um, I'm reasonably confident that they'll strike an agreement before season kicks off. The text line number 0457 736 736. This just warrants a mention on the rugby league front. St. George Illawarra football manager Ben Harron has confirmed the Dragons have held talks with Jeremiah Nanai's manager. Mm. They extended him for a year, the Cows. He had a breakout year. They've been in talks with the forward in the off-season, have been unable to reach... An agreement. Well, look, they couldn't get Brody Croft. What are their chances of getting <laughs> Brody Croft? Yeah, screw your dragons. I'm going to sign with Salford for eight years. Get that up, yeah. And Angus Crichton's availability for availability for the opening round of the NRL is in doubt after he took time off from a Sydney Roosters camp in New Zealand to deal with personal issues. So we hope everything is okay with Angus Crichton. Now to the cricket. How good is this going to be? This is a special day on the SEN network. So live coverage commences 2.30pm Eastern Daylight Time, which means I think Jimmy doesn't have to come into work today. So they're going to shift Joel and Fletch midday to 2.30, then we'll hand the reins over to the SEN commentary to 2.30 uh, for the rest of the day and uh, the first ball bowled at 3 o'clock. Australia-India, first test of the Border Gavaska Trophy in Nagpur. All the talk missile has been around pitch doctoring. When you say the pitch doctor, it sounds like, you know, an emergency number you're calling. The bloke rocks up in a van to fix your pitch at like 11.30 at night. You, you've had a look at this. Uh, yeah. this is, an, is this an outrage or is it a case of just bloody get on with it? Oh, I think it's an outrage, Jules. Yeah. Uh, the specifics of it. So you were, you were walking me through this, stepping me through. You're more of the uh, cricket expert here. So they've doctored this pitch allegedly. Allegedly. To suit a left-hand 
off spinner bowling to left-hand batsman. It's all very specific stuff, isn't it? Well, so they probably pick Akshar Patel, left-arm finger spinner, and Ravi Jadeja, left-arm finger spinner. What's interesting for all this talk, and Ravi Shastri is going to be part of our commentary team. Uh, speaking to SN in Melbourne yesterday afternoon, and things got a little bit heated, and he staunchly defending the curator and this, uh, what he thinks are scurrilous accusations about pitch doctoring. Have a listen to Ravi Shastri. I've called it cheating. Is that fair? Oh, that's bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing on that side. It's more hate, more than anything else. So Is what? this targeted at the left-hand bat? Oh, so what? It's home conditions. So do what suits you. Both teams have to play on the surface. There's a match referee. He'll take the call. As simple as that. In my tenure, we never complained about a single pitch. We just went out there, saw the surface. How do you get 20 wickets on that? Who do you pick? How do you bat? How do you apply yourself? And how do you beat the opposition? As simple as that. And further to that, he said, well, actually, the way they prepare pitches in India and they work in quadrants. So they're doing that little bit outside what would be the off stump for a left-hander and then eventually they'll do it on the right and then hit both sides of the pitch. Do you mm. buy that from a... BS. The BS. Like he said, BS. BS. Sure, he's pretty much admitted there that they doctor pitches and it's their home pitch and they do what they want. All I think that is we should return the favour. We turned out that horrible pitch in Brisbane that was... You know, green bouncing all over the place. But to be fair, that was the entire pitch. It was the the entire pitch. Not a wet patch outside off of the left-hander. It was the entire pitch. But all I'd do is return serve. Next time India's in Australia, make it perfect so that our right-hand paceman in Pat Cummings is bowling. No G. (laughs) Cummings. Yeah. Is bowling straight into the grill of the Indian batsman. Return serve. Are they doctoring the pitch to suit their needs? Of course, 100%. You can't look at those images and think that it's anything but that. But just so return what? serve. But so what? Get on with it. And the thing yeah, about yeah. it is their batting, I don't think, is the strongest people are making it out to be. So both teams have got to bat on it. The, the most crucial thing in this test series will be winning the toss. We winning the toss. I, I, I urge people to read Mark Taylor's column in the nine papers today, and I love it. Almost 30 years ago, the Australian team developed a motto on the Pakistan tour. No whinge, no whine. That's it. Get on with it. Stop your whinging. This is unfair. You know, obviously conditions are going to favour the home team. That has always been the case since Jesus opened the bowling for Nazareth, right? Yeah, I really liked when I watched the test and they spoke about that stuff. That was great stuff. Uh, Leave the whinging and the whining to us here on The Breakfast Show. We'll do it for you. We'll accuse them of cheating, of pitch doctoring, of all the rest. You guys just get out there and play. All right, so the text line 0457 736 736. The Motorola open line 1300 1170. Check out the latest smartphones from motorola.com.au. We want to get you involved on this with regards to the pitch, the pitch doctoring. Is it unfair? Do you have a solution for it? And further to that, this is the first time I've ever been involved in a Twitter poll. I'm just quietly excited. We have a poll running on today's Twitter account, at Vossi Brandy SEN, at Vossi Brandy SEN. Is the Nagpur test pitch doctoring fair game or against... The spirit of cricket. It's currently running at 50-50. Fair game, it's not in the spirit. So James voted not in the spirit. I voted fair game. So that's why it's two votes so far. 50-50. I'm of the opinion, okay, it is what it is. Just get on with it. The better team will win. I don't care about the spirit. Just call it cheating. Is it cheating? cheating. Is it fair? Alleged cheating. Cheating. Uh, Pitch doctoring. Cheating, fair game. 0457 736 736. That is the text line number. Just before we get to the break, uh, James. Uh, more in your wheelhouse. The Olympics. Channel 7, no longer the home of the Olympic Games. Channel 9 have pulled up a $305 million coup to nab the rights. That includes the 2032 Brisbane Games. So 9 will broadcast the next five events, including the Summer Games, Paris 2024, 
2028, and then Brisbane Vegas 2032. So well done, Brisbane. They're getting the rights to 2032. I'm, I would love to get there. What are, as the, what are the five? They're in the Winter Games in Milan as well, oh, and the yeah, as yeah. yet announced 2030 event. Do we, yeah, so Winter do we 2030 under Olympics. Or? Yes. Oh, oh yeah, okay. absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, winter games. <laughs> the poor person's Olympics. You can say it. Hey, I'm with you wholeheartedly. I don't, I don't mind a spot of down. I'm not going to lie. I don't mind I've been in trouble for this before. Or for bagging the Winter Olympics. Yeah. Why? Uh, I just said that it wasn't. didn't seem as serious when I saw the snowboarders coming down the slopes with their AirPods in and their sponsors all over them. Mm. Um, it caused a bit of a stir. <laughs> sound like one of those old biddies now. That's not Olympic competition, putting AirPods in. Hey, listen, the Summer Olympics are going to introduce breakdancing before you know it. So, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, oh. Surfing, breakdancing, skateboarding. No wonder Channel 9 paid such big bucks for it. $305 million. Of course, you know what that means. Are we ever going to hear the great Bruce McAvaney on an Olympic call ever again? Probably not. Who's Probably their not. Who's their head man for Channel 9? Is it the same guy that's doing the State of Origin and stuff now that Ray Warren's gone? Is that their Matty go-to? Tom. No, I, well, I don't know. Dan, good morning, Matthew. Because be it was here. always the swimming was Ray Warren. Rabs? Yeah. Yeah. I don't think Rabs are going to be doing the swimming in 2032. The best is when, because, you know, we talked about the, the bodysuit era. Anyway. Yeah. Thorpe, Hackett and Thorpe. And then when Thorpe had the full bodysuit. <laughs> And he's chasing down Grant in, I don't know, 200 or whatever. And he says, here's Thorpe, the big black man. You <laughs> <laughs> look like a seal flying down. Oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. The texts are starting to flow through thick and fast. Pitch doctoring, are you for it? Do we just got to get on with it? The first test, of course, today. This afternoon, here all the live action right here on SEN in Nagpur. We're up and running this Thursday afternoon. Summer breakfast, filling in for Vossi and Brandy. The boys back on deck on Monday with Julian King and James Magnuson. Vossi and Brandy here. Hope you enjoyed this podcast. Don't forget, you can listen live to the show every weekday morning from 6 till 9. Tune in through 11.70am in Sydney or anywhere in the world through the SEN app.